This podcast, Mystic Peace Podcast, does not substitute or replace any therapeutic services. Hello out there and welcome to Mystic Peace Podcast, your favorite mental health podcast. And this podcast does not substitute or replace any therapeutic services. And as promised, this is your host, Miss B, with another interview for you. As we are closing our first season with the series of unhealthy relationships, we have done unhealthy relationships with self, other people, and now it is time to do unhealthy relationships with things. And I have a special guest here with me today. Some of you may know her, but if you do not know her, her name is Victoria Washington. And I'm going to let Victoria introduce herself, and then I'm going to tell you all why I chose Victoria to be a part of the podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Victoria Washington. I'm an up-and-coming artist in New York. Um, I also do motivational speaking when I'm on, you know, Facebook and stuff, so I try to spread positivity. So, yeah, that's, that's what I do. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria. And that's also how I found Victoria on someone's live as she was speaking to her supporters about mental health. And I just thought, this is someone that I have to have on the podcast. This is someone that a lot of people can relate to. And just how you had the audience engaged and being so transparent about their matters and the things they were going through and how you were uplifting and encouraging them. I thought that was remarkable. Thank you. So Victoria, tell me, how did you get into speaking about mental health? I got into speaking about mental health when, you know, I realized the things that I was experiencing myself growing up, you know, I realized there's so much other people that was going through what I was going through growing up, whether it was depression, going through anxiety, self-inflicting, people that need that person that would be a voice for them. Because I feel like in the in this generation, in, in 2020 generation of people, um, mental illness don't really have a, a platform. Like people are scared to discuss it because they feel like they will be judged right. if they, you know, come out about, you know, going through depression or having anxiety or, you know, a lot of people feel like, you know, use that as an excuse. Yes. When in all reality, that's not an excuse. This is something that people really go through. I can agree with you that mental health now is more so prevalent than it has ever been before. And it should be emphasized and it definitely needs its own platform because it is critical. A lot of us are ignoring our mental health, but our mental health is critical to our everyday lives. And as you mentioned, depression and anxiety A lot of people are unfamiliar with anxiety because most of the time you see in the media, depression, 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 but you don't often hear about anxiety, but anxiety is just as critical as depression. And I too have anxiety. So, um, thank you for sharing that with us, Victoria. You're welcome. So now we are going to talk about acknowledging an unhealthy relationship with things. And with things, things can be a combination of anything. But today we are going to talk about the topics of social media, 
how it impacts our mental health, and how social media can be unhealthy when you become codependent on your followers, your likes, your emojis, the immense attention that you're getting. Also, the second topic is going to be love, how it impacts our mental health. What is love? And a lot of us have our own definition of love. Victoria, what, what do you think love is? What is love to you? Love to me, oh man, love to <laughs> me is um, it's unconditional. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that, I feel like when, when someone loves you, they love you for you and all of you. They see the, the, the bad, they still love you. They see the good, they love you. Like they love you through every change you like like you know how we change you know what i'm saying the older we get yes. we we change we go through phases as people you know and there's people that you know just throw the towel in like i can't deal with this i don't i don't you know what i'm saying right but you're human you're human like you're gonna come across people you're gonna go through things yourself you're gonna go through losses and stuff like that you're gonna change you're gonna evolve yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that. And, and I feel like when you love somebody, you stick with them through the thick and the thin. Because nobody's perfect out here. Nobody's Nobody. perfect. To me, love is unconditional. It, it, it does not give up on you. Love don't abandon you. Mm. I like that. Um, and we, we're going to have... Because when you say love doesn't abandon you, oh, I have some questions about that. Of course, we're not talking about an unhealthy love. We're not talking about an unhealthy love. We're talking about a healthy love right now. Right. Love don't leave you to, to suffer. Mm. You're right. It's interesting that you led into what you think love is with unconditional. Like, I, my first thing I wrote down here was unconditional positive regard for you. To put it like this. It's okay. Love to me, love, love, like to sum it up. Love to me, love has no limit. There's no mm. limit. Wow. I never heard it that way. Love has no limits. It's limitless. That's a beautiful way of putting that. I really, really like that. So basically, now that we know what each of us consider love to be, Victoria says love is limitless and unconditional and it does not hurt and most of all, if someone loves you, they're going to grow with you. They're going to accept your change. However, this is where love gets tricky and may become unhealthy. And it starts with self. When we begin to think abuse is love, pain is love, consistent disloyalty, consistent disrespect. When we start to deem them as love, that's when it becomes unhealthy in a sense. And also, we're going to talk about how we're so eager to share love and give love, but it's love that we don't actually possess inside for ourselves. Yet, we still think that we are capable of giving this love to someone else. You got any experience with that, Victoria? Trying to give love and it's love that you don't have inside for self. Yes, I have experienced that. Honestly, you know... I'm, I'm going to just share a quick little story. Um, okay. Someone I was dealing with uh, in the past, when I met them, you know, um, I didn't have self-love mm -hmm. when I met them. But, you know, it was something about them that I just loved. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't feel that type of love for myself, but I felt it for them. Like, I just had, like, 
like these feelings of like like it was just so strong. Like the the feelings I was feeling was so strong, and 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 the Happiness. love was so pure. Like mm-hmm. I I wanted to support them. I wanted to be there for them. I, I I never wanted to leave their side. Not on some clingy, but I mean like even through thick or thin. Yeah, I always wanted to be by their side. Wow. Even if it was on bad terms, they knew like they could call me. So you get what I'm saying? So it's like. It's like, I was never a perfect partner, but, like, I I, I realized I lacked love for myself, mm. and I, like, whatever I was supposed to have for me, I was putting it into the next person and into the relationship. Wow. To the point, I'm going to be honest, to the point where when they left me for somebody else, they told me I taught them how to love somebody else. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. Thanks for sharing. I mean, the fact how you stated that, how you were pouring so much into them that you neglected self. And once they left, they told you that you taught them how to love someone else. Wow. And, And what they don't know, and I hope people will learn, you know, just from this little sample Mm -hmm. that I gave, you know, um, a part of me died when my relationship was over. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I was lost all last year. I was lost. Like, I, I, I didn't laugh the same. I, I just couldn't, like, sleep right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, everything I was feeling, it just felt like I, I, I felt like a part of me was slowly dying. Like, a part of me was, like living but then a part of me was like kind of dead if that makes sense yeah because you had given so much away yeah and and it's like the the heart that i did have like the heart that i did have it's like i felt like they took they took the part of me that died with them and Mm. it's like the part of me that died is living through them that's how they're able to love the next person it's me living through them you know what i'm saying that is some deep stuff thank you i get oh that's very intuitive love so how do you acknowledge when it's an unhealthy love that you may be experiencing Uh, i I would say you you would know that like when you're experiencing uh unhealthy love when disrespect the person start disrespecting you the person don't support you when you find yourself feeling alone, you're in a relationship, but you feel alone. Like, to mm-hmm. me, that's a red flag. Yeah, to me, um, that's a major when, red flag. When, when it's physical abuse mm. involved in the relationship. Yeah. You know, I feel like people sometimes, it's like we, we have faith in the person that we love, and we hope that they will change, you know? Yeah. But... Some people abuse the faith that you have for them because they know you love them so much. You have faith like things will change. They know your heart. to come together eventually and no. Yeah. Wow. And I, I wonder where do we get those misperceptions of love? And so because we're in the relationship and like you said, the person just abuses the fact that 
you're going to be there. You have this big heart. You believe in them. You have faith in them. But I wonder on the other side, where do we, how do we get it confused that this is a healthy love or that this is love? Like, where do you think we get the model of love from? It's, it's, it's multiple things. Like, like basically, look, some people come from toxic, like a toxic family background. Mm-hmm. They don't know what love ever felt like because they came from a family that, don't forget, when you're born, you the first set of people you deal with is, is your family. And then you go out there in the real world and you go to school and you have friends and, and you go through that love with, with, your, with your friends, like in your friendships. Then you go through your relationships and you experience that love. We go through three different types of phases dealing with love. Family, friends, and relationships. Now, a lot of people, they come from like unhealthy background. Like they have, unhealth- like they have unhealthy family members. toxic family members they don't know what love ever like they they don't know what love feels like because their family never loved them so they come across someone who claims to love them and they settle for that thinking that's love right because nobody taught them what what love was so the first person to teach them what love is they're showing them love is toxic so they're settling for, for that They don't know what a healthy love is because they never came from that. And then that's the love that they're modeling in their adulthood and in their relationships. Technically, I'm going to be honest. I say it starts from family. It starts Mm -hmm. from family and then and then friends and then your relationship. Friends, friends break your heart, too. There's toxic friends as well. Yes, I always say, you know, when friendships when friendships are over, they are, they feel worse than a breakup, a relationship. I don't know why that is, but when there's an argument with a friend or I'm letting a friend go, it's just it's more difficult to let that friend go than it is a relationship. And I often wonder why. It's like you're losing a part of yourself. And basically you're losing a major part of your support system. Possibly if it was a healthy friendship. Right. Well, me, like, I, I feel like everyone is set up differently when it comes down to that. Because I'm the type of person, like, I'm going to be honest. I could let a friendship go quicker than a relationship. And the reason why I say that is because friends, they come and go. Mm. Literally. Like, you could, you could, like, let's say me and you are best friends, right? Mm-hmm. You could go to the library i'm gonna give an example you could go to the library spark up a conversation with somebody and then keep in touch with that person and then y'all start seeing each other and start getting closer to each other and then y'all become real close friends you see how easy it is to make friends nowadays but it's hard to come across someone you love and feel like is your soulmate wow but do you believe friends can be soulmates in a way because i've heard this before that friends can be soulmates and you know you I mean, you could feel like a friend, like, 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 you could have that friend that you feel like gets you all around, like, understands you. Because nowadays, mm-hmm. it's hard to have a friend that don't judge you and that just completely gets you and wants the best for you. So it's like, when you have a friend like that, you might feel like, damn, like, this is, like, really my dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, yeah. my best friend, my my homie. But then it's like, People, people change. People do. I fall, 
I, I feel I always say people wake up different. Like you could think somebody is your friend, but that word friend is really it's, realize in, in friend, right? In yes. the word in the word friend. It's E N D at the end, right? Mm. Yes, it is. I, I always look at it like it's gonna end eventually. Really? That's how you think of friendships? I I mean Yes. And I, well, as you're talking, I'm thinking about the misconception of unhealthy love in a friendship because you can have an unhealthy love in a friendship, whereas you think someone's your friend, you think they have your back, you think they have your best interest, yeah. but the minute you turn your back, it's none of that. They're against you. They're speaking negatively about mm -hmm. you. They don't want to see you grow. And it's like, wow. Right. But then we're often forgiven of those actions and behaviors. And it's like, why? That's another form of toxicity, as you stated, being in a toxic relationship. Sometimes we can be in toxic relationships with our friends and not even know it. Yes. Mm. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. What what you shouldn't tolerate in a friendship. Because sometimes we we think like, I realize, okay, when, when, when you start a friendship off in your early years, mm -hmm. like early teens and stuff, People love to use this this term, like, I was young. They yeah. love to use that. I was young. I was young. But then, you know, when when y'all adults and it's the same thing, you can't use I was young no more. Oh, you start my. You to realize, like, this is you as a person. And I, when, when you were saying what you were saying just now, I completely related to everything because I had friendships like that. Like, I had friendships where I was the friend to them, but they was never the friend to me. Yes, and then you just want to keep being friends with them. And I have, a, I have a story to share. So when you mentioned that, oh, that's when we were young, but how you said we're adults now and they're still acting the same way. I have had a long-term friendship over 20 uh -huh. something years and basically i was always the butt of their jokes back in my day they used to call them they call it ranking on you or whatever i don't know but i was always the butt of their jokes but i noticed as we got older it was still the same thing and it's like wait a minute these are no longer jokes we're no longer kids there has to be some truth to this and it's kind of, you know you know what it is your what? friends are competitive they're, they're competing with you they don't look at you as a friend they want to compare and contrast what you got what they got you know what i'm saying like yes, a you, lot of friendships aren't friendships it's, it's a competition and that's unhealthy it's unhealthy that we're not able to realize it and a lot of times we're not able to realize it because we've been dealing with it for so long and we feel like okay i've dealt with it this long that's just how they are but no you have to start teaching people how to treat you and respect you and if they're not going to respect right. you or treat you how you deserve to be treated then it's time to let go of that unhealthy relationship that is yes, what I would yes, consider, yes, yes. yes, I would consider that an unhealthy love in a friendship because you love your friend, you I'm, care about your friend, but that friend uh -huh. is not a friend to you. I'm, I'm going to tell people something straight up. Whoever listens to this, this podcast interview, like, I'm going to tell people straight up. In anything, like a relationship, friendship, even family, I'm the type of person, take it, I don't know if you want to take after me, but... I don't care about the good times. I do not care about the good times. I only care about the bad times. 
Because I realize people show up when everything is all good. But when everything is falling apart for you, nobody is around. Mm. So I'm telling people, look at the bad times. Because realistically, in a friendship, relationship, whatever it is, the bad times matter the most than the good times. Because, okay, anybody will show up for a party. Okay, anybody will show up if you're spending your money. You get what I'm saying? Right. Who's really going to show up when you're losing yourself and you're falling apart and you're backed up in debt and you need help with your kids and the friends ain't around for that? Like, they who's going to be there? Stuff, and but they're around for when you're spending your money. They're yes. around for some gossip. Talk about it. They, they're around anything. to drain you with their issues. Yeah. They're around to pour all their matters into your lap. And you made a very good point. Like I call it, I always talk about rationalizing, like rationalizing love. And I don't think you should rationalize with love. It's either a person that's going to show you and be your friend or they're not. But like you said, we often think about the good things, but no, it's the, are the hard times in which someone is there for you that's what matters but oftentimes we rationalize with the good it's like no that's easy to do but oftentimes you know I, go ahead i'm so sorry for cutting you off oh don't be sorry for cutting me you, off you speak it so we're much here to talk and we're here like, to talk. i relate i relate to so much of this like you know one thing because you know i had people that was i considered a friend and you know people tell me you know i'm quick to cut somebody off the mm. reason why I'm quick to cut a friend off is because I know my worth, including in friendships. I Ooh. know the weight I pull in people's lives. Yes. I know the type of support system I am. I know how given I am. I know how loyal I am. And then I started realizing, yo, people love being around me because I have all these qualities. But when I'm around them, they lack. And they're like, just they feeding from you. Around. And that's how you know you may have an unhealthy relationship with love or a misperception of love because we're depositing, we're making constant deposits into somebody else's mind, their affirmations, their self-esteem, their self-worth. But when it comes to us, they're just making debits. There are no deposits. And then we're left uh -huh. with insufficient funds, I mean, to say the least, Ooh, and yeah, have to I build like ourselves like up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and we have to build ourselves up. And it's like, wait, a minute this isn't love whether you're in a friendship or relationship that is not love because love is going to help you grow it's going to enable your growth it's going to bring happiness to you a sense of peace that is something we do not get enough of is peace mm -hmm. so if you're ever wondering or concerned about being in an unhealthy relationship with love you all these are definitely some stories that you can take away especially the misperception of love because a lot of us have misperceptions of love i'm telling you and you also mentioned early on about the abuse i want us to, to stress the fact that abuse is not love it is not love i'm, I'm gonna be real i'm not no hypocrite at all mm -hmm. i'm gonna be real you know and i'm the type you know i live my truth i'm human mm -hmm. i have to make certain decisions in order to grow as a woman if I don't make certain decisions, I would never know. Right. So, I'm going to be honest with you. When it comes down to addressing abuse, it's very touchy for me because it's like, at a point in time in my life, you know, I was an ugly person towards someone I loved because mm -hmm. of 
my toxic upbringing, I didn't know what love was. I couldn't identify it. It's like, I didn't trust the word love. I didn't trust it. I just felt like love meant betrayal because anybody that ever claimed to love me betrayed me. Mm. So I looked at anybody that loved me as an enemy because it's like, yeah, you say you love me, but then you turned around and did this or said this. So it's like, I started looking at the people that claim to love me as enemies. Sometimes I got verbal. Am I proud of it? No. Did I grow from it? Yes. Would I ever do it again? I don't know. But realistically, it's like when I do look at it as as the person that came from an uh, abusive background and also put somebody through abuse, I would tell people, cause I, I had both sides of the coin. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I live, I live both sides of the coin. It's like, um, it is very unhealthy. It is. It don't feel good, you know, when other people abuse you. What I would tell people is don't take your experience that other people put you through and put somebody else through it. Mm. Because it will it will make you the monster. The, the way you viewed other people as a monster when it was abusing you, when you do it to somebody else, is going to make you the monster in their life. Right. So try to be different. Try to grow. I had no guidance. I, I just had a lot of hate in my heart. It was me against the world, like Scarface. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, so. Let me tell you. I appreciate you for being totally transparent. And I also want to ask you this question. During your healing process, did you forgive yourself? Um, it took me a couple of years to forgive myself. Um, now that, that I forgive myself for things I've said and done, yes. Okay. Because I know when I when I look back on situations, I know deep in my heart I'm a good person. A lot of people know I'm a good person. It's just um I just couldn't I I just couldn't understand what love was. I felt I'm gonna be honest with you, I felt safer with strangers than with people that love me. Mm-hmm. Meaning like I just felt like when you know, I, I just felt like the people that love me was out to get me. But with a stranger, at least you know, like, the truth. They don't know you. They don't really mess with you like that. You don't know how a stranger quickly feel about you compared to how someone, you know, someone that claims to love you. Yeah. I feel like they sugarcoat how they feel about you. They don't really keep it real with you. It's like, yeah, I love you. But then it's like in the back of their mind, they they feel all these things towards you, but they're not saying it. They're hiding it behind a, I love you. Mm, that's deep. That's deep. That's really deep. Mm. So you did forgive yourself. That's yes, deep. I did. I did. I know I, I come from pain. Mm-hmm. I come from pain. Pain is what built me. Yeah. But deep down in my heart, I have a I have a heart. That's what I realized the older I got. Like, I have a heart. Something I felt like I didn't have when I was younger because of what other people put me through. But when I started realizing, like, yo, I'm becoming those people, I was like, nah. I, I, I gave those those um, toxic traits up. I gave it up. It's exhausting. 
It's ugly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's humiliating. Because not only you're humiliating yourself with those actions, but you're humiliating the person that, you know, you claim to love. Degrading them is embarrassing. You shouldn't stoop that low and say certain things. And verbal abuse is just as as, as equal physical. As physical. Yes. I, I'm gonna be honest. Just I feel as like equal. Abuse, I feel like verbal abuse is worse than physical because a a, a a bruise could go away, a wound could heal, but a person would never forget what you said. Yes, and that's that goes to show people just how powerful the mind is because verbal abuse like gonna constantly remember as you said how someone made you feel and a bruise you can cover up a wound will heal but of the verbal abuse it takes time it takes time to discipline your mind and retrain your thought process the mind is a very powerful tool you are mm. and that's why they always say your conscience kill Woo! that's a good one that is wow I was always told, I was always told, you know, hatred corrodes the container. Mm. And, you know, I never really understood that until I got older. I used to keep so much hate in my heart. Well, she said this, he did this, and my mom, you know, my family is Caribbean. And my mom, she looked at me and she said, Vicky, that's how she sounds. She's like, you know, one day you're going to wake up. And you're going to realize everybody moved on and you didn't. Wow. And at first I just sat there like, what is she talking about? But then when I got older and I realized like, it is true. Yeah. When people, when people do you dirty and then they want to come back in your life, they, the first thing they say, if you was to bring up anything that they did to you in the past, you still on that? Yeah, that's like people moved on and you're still living in that hurt. And that's why it's important to forgive yourself. That's why I asked that question, because we're often giving out forgiveness to others. But it's so difficult for us to turn it inward and forgive ourselves. We beat ourselves up for the things that we did not know then and the things we know now. We judge ourselves from the present lenses on our past. We're judging our past based upon our present lenses. And it's like give yourself a break just for you know the strength and the courage you've shown thus far and just where you are in life and being able to admit to your experiences and share them and turn them around to help someone else and i just want to say thank you for sharing that with us and if, if no thank you and to sum it up with the unhealthy relationship with love basically it's knowing when you're not loved and knowing what true love feels like as unconditional positive regard just unconditional growth limitless love being there for the person and understanding that people change and being able to accept those changes if you choose to because everyone has a choice do not compromise your mental health start acknowledging unhealthy relationship with things did you want to add anything else to that victoria before we move on into the social media if you have a similar story to mine i want to just tell people you know that played you know that live both sides of the coin your past don't define you your mistakes don't define you it's mm. life 
you're supposed to make certain decisions in order to grow. All I can tell people is be who you are, continue to grow, accept, you know, accept the fact like, you know, you, you can't change what's already done. Yes. But what you can change is how you are towards anybody else you meet in the future. You, you may not have got it, you know, got it right before, but now and in the future, you could always get it right. It's and, not too late. And it's important to forgive yourself. Thank you, Victoria, because there are a lot of people out there that will try to hold you to your past or define you by your past, but you yeah. are not your past. As long as you have forgiven yourself and you have moved forward, those other people may need time to heal. They may need more time to heal. And we don't want to judge them like they're judging us. But that's why it's important for you to show self-compassion towards yourself, your life, your experiences, and also love yourself. The healthy relationship yes. with love begins with self. And how you love yourself teaches others how to love you.